So welcome to the Expert Edge podcast. Today's all about increasing your confidence as an expert. One of the things that you sell or one of the main things that you sell as an expert is you. And so in this short conversation that we're going to have today, I'm going to share with you three real strategies that have helped me to improve my confidence as an expert. And this is one of the most attractive qualities that you can have as an expert is, is a sense of certainty about yourself. Certainly about who you are, your business, your offer, what you bring to the world, your message, etc. And there are very specific strategies that I've used to increase my confidence because I definitely didn't start there. And in fact, I'm going to share with you one of my experiences that I had early on in my coaching journey that really shook me up and how I recovered from it. Uh, and so I trust you're going to enjoy today's session. Please subscribe if you want to keep uh, hearing from me, leave a review if you find this valuable and looking forward to uh, getting into today's session all about how to dramatically, ecstatically, that's not even a word, increase your confidence as an expert. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. Hey, 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 welcome back. So today's conversation, I want to talk all about how to create rock solid confidence in yourself as a coach, as a speaker. Uh, it's fascinating because this content creation industry, uh, which is very much digitally based at the moment, requires you to sell you. And one of the biggest challenges with that is if what you present to your audience, to your market, isn't confident, isn't certainty, isn't that level of stability that your audience is looking for, then essentially they're not going to look to you. Because if you think about this, leadership Leadership is about providing more certainty than the followers have themselves. And a lot of the time, even if it's not about being completely bulletproof, but it's basically you need to have more certainty than your audience does, especially in the area of expertise that you bring. And so one of the biggest areas that makes you attractive as an expert, as a speaker, as a coach is your level of certainty and confidence that you bring to social media, to your videos, to your webinars, etc. And so I want to share with you three ways that have really worked for me to increase my confidence as a person, as a human being. I remember when I first started coaching, I was doing a coaching diploma, it was a life coaching diploma. And uh, as part of my coaching experience, they required me to do a certain amount of, of coaching sessions with other coaches. So, right, so it's me coaching other coaches who are in the coaching certification itself. And so for me, I'm starting to study human behavior. I'm fascinated by it. I'm interested in it. And then what happens is I get assigned a particular woman. Uh, and she was my, you know, co-coach. And so I had to coach her. So I had to do six coaching sessions with her. She had to do six coaching sessions with another person. It wasn't back and forth. It was like, I got assigned her, right? So we start out, we start out the coaching session and I'd, I've literally never coached before. I'm on the phone. I'm really nervous. You know, I was quite young uh, and I'm looking at my questions and I'm going over the content of what I was learning from my coaching certification. And I remember starting to get into the coaching conversation 
and I got a little bit stuck and then I asked a good question. I got around that. And I remember it got to a point where I was obviously touching on something that was, you know, coming up for her as being charged. And I didn't realize that. Like I was really, really naive in the way I was coaching. And what happened was all of a sudden she stops and she goes to me, Colin, you are pissing me off. That's what she says to me. She's like, you are pissing me off, right? Like she starts like getting really angry at me and she starts using like the F word. And and so <laughs> I'm this, this is my first coaching session I've ever done. I'm literally sitting in my laundry, right? I was doing the coaching in my laundry. I've got my phone that's attached to the wall because, you know, it was one of those like landline phones back in the day. And that's running into the kitchen and I've, and I've got the phone sitting on top of the washing machine, sitting in the laundry, sweating it because this woman is exploding at me, getting so angry at me. <laughs> and now as a coach who's done thousands of hours, I think I've done around 5,000 professional coaching hours now, I would know what to do in this situation. But at the time, it really shook me up. And I remember taking from that experience going, gosh, I, I don't think I like coaching. <laughs> like, I'm like, if this is what coaching is, I don't want anything to do with it. And I remember the meaning that I took from that experience was that I'd failed. I, I was like, I've failed. I'm a horrible coach. I'm not good at this thing. I'm obviously not good enough to be a coach. And I really shied away from progressively and aggressively going after coaching clients and coaching experiences uh, for a couple of months after that. And I remember I got to a point where I realized that I had created this meaning. I'd created this meaning that I was a failure. And I don't know about you, whether you've had experiences in your business or in your life where you've wanted to do something, you've gone out and done it, and it didn't get the results that you wanted. Either it just underperformed or you got some really negative experience like kind of like how I did negative feedback in those early times because you're very influential when you're starting out and first of all I want to I want you to acknowledge yourself that when you're starting out or if you're in those early stages you are very influenced by your environment and as you grow and you grow in your confidence you're going to be less influenced by your environment in terms of your your confidence level but at the start, it's very easy to take it very personal. And so the first frame I want to give you, the first idea is this, is, and this is a coaching, a coaching frame that I found to be incredibly helpful for really focusing on any sort of growth, is that there is no such thing as failure, simply feedback. Now, what I love about this is that when you view this frame of there's no such thing as failure, simply feedback, that's all it becomes. It literally becomes feedback. It just becomes data. I'll give another example. Like let's say you're doing an Instagram reel, okay? And maybe you do one Instagram reel where you're dancing and you do another Instagram reel where you're just kind of walking around holding the camera. And maybe walking around holding the camera gets a lot more views than you dancing. And you're thinking, oh my gosh, I thought I was a good dancer. Maybe they, maybe they don't like my dancing. Maybe I'm really bad at dancing. Maybe I'm bad at Instagram. Maybe I'm bad at marketing. And you go through this whole experience of, of taking the meaning that you're a, you're a failure. 
But what if it was just simply feedback of what is resonating with your audience? Just simply feedback. What if there was, there was no other meanings other than just go, let's turn up our curiosity and let's look at this from a curious perspective of being just, just fascinated with what's actually happening here. So in other words, we're increasing our curiosity so that we can increase the learnings that we take from it. Because failure as a label is extremely heavy, wouldn't you agree? Failure, if you're taking that label on in everything that you're doing, failure is going to feel really heavy. It's actually going to stop you from growing and developing. Now, when you see it as simply feedback as opposed to failure, then you can learn from it, then you can grow from it, then you can develop from it. And so my first encouragement for you is this, is that I want you to view all of the things that you do as simply feedback. They're just data points or data points that you can look at the response that your environment is giving you and saying, hey, is this resonating or is it not resonating? And I do this a lot of time with my students when maybe they make an offer or they do a presentation, a webinar, and you know, let's say the offer falls flat or the audience engagement falls flat. And rather than seeing it as, hey, you're not a good presenter, you need to see it as, hey, this is just feedback, simply feedback for me to tweak for next time. And next time is going to be that 5% better or 10% better. And as you build that, it starts to snowball. And then you start to create something that's incredible, that's something that can give you true freedom. And so the first idea here is this, is that to increase your confidence, you need to stop viewing everything through a failure or success frame. You need to view it through a simply feedback frame. And when you see it as feedback, you're going to start to grow, you'll take more lessons, and you'll develop from it. Now, the second idea is this, is to grow your confidence. I, I want you to stop. The second comparison that we make is we compare ourselves to everyone else in the market. And so you might be comparing yourself to someone who is at a seven-figure or multi-seven-figure level. Now, it's great to go, hey, that's a benchmark. But if you're looking at what they're producing and going, wow, you know, I'm nowhere near that. I must be terrible at this. You can't compare yourself to that in a legitimate way. You actually have to compare yourself to what were they producing when they were at my level? Maybe, maybe you don't have any employees yet. And you're going like, I want to be everywhere on social media. In fact, I just did an interview with a guest that's coming up in the next week or so. And you got to check this out because we talk about this comparison then how to actually move up the phases in social media production and content as you build and grow your business. It's exceptional. And it's all about building a content machine. But what happens is a lot of the time we compare ourselves with people who are, who are five or six levels above us. Now, it's great to be inspired by them, but if you're going, you know what, that I can't produce that and I may as well not produce it, you're completely missing the point. Because to grow in your confidence, you have to release your 1.0. So I want you to write that down or note that. You have to release your 1.0. A really great example or metaphor for this is the iPhone. Do you remember when the iPhone, no, before even the iPhone, when I think about it, it was the iPod. Do you remember when the iPod first got released? In fact, I remember I was, uh, I was about 23 years old, 24 years old when the iPod first got released. And I was living in Mammoth Mountain, California. And one of my buddies comes up to me and he's like, dude, 
I've just got an iPod. It can hold 500 songs. Now, this thing was thick. Like, I mean, at the time, we thought it was thin, but it was it was like a mini brick, right? But he's pumped. He's like, dude, you can, oh, I think it was a thousand songs on on the iPod. And I only had one of those like mini disc players. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, that's so incredible. But now I look at my phone and who knows how many songs I can hold. I mean, with the cloud and everything, you know, I've got access to millions of songs. I could probably hold close to a million songs in just the memory on my phone. And it's half the size with a bigger screen. And it's actually a color screen. But this is the thing is that Apple released their 1.0. Their 1.0 of the iPod eventually went to the 2.0 of the iPod, 3.0, 4.0, 5.0. Then it went to the, you know, went to the iPhone. And then the iPhone got, I think, you know, for me right now, it's like an iPhone 11 or something like that. And they'll continue to release different iPhones as it goes on. But this is the thing is you, you can't release your 2.0 until you have released your 1.0. Now, what I'm not saying is you shouldn't release like crap stuff. I'm not saying that you just release crap stuff, but what I am saying is you need to release at the level that you're capable of. And so rather than staying in a procrastination process where you're trying to release something that's perfect, I would encourage you to release your 1.0. So your 1.0 is the best effort that you can make, that you can do based on the resources and the availability and the skills that you have right now. And so I reflect on, for me, my journey before we created Self from Stage Academy, and if you ever get a chance to do it, you know, like it's a, it's a high quality production, especially my face-to-face videos in there, super high quality, really nice reel. There's like, you know, there's like drone shots, all that sort of stuff, super high quality. But my first my first product I ever created was an audio that I had recorded on my MacBook and I burned it onto a CD, right? It was an audio CD. That was my first one and it was like 30 minutes and I think I sold it for like $29. Then my next thing, it was a six-part series. In fact, it was called The Ultimate Career Makeover and it was all about teaching people how to grow in their career and it was a six-part series and and it was just me training over, I think it was Zoom or GoToWebinar, but it was just the audios again and it was burnt on CDs. I remember I had to carry the physical packs around, the physical CDs. And then after that, I, I kind of stepped up to the, this was kind of like my 3.0, which was my first video product and that was when I created Productivity Academy. And that was really good. And then then that was kind of the next level. And then I went to the next level and I created this thing called the Six Figure Coach. And that was when I was teaching people how to create a six-figure coaching business. And then it evolved. And then I created Sell From Stage Academy. And I've, I've got a few other products that we sell in different markets as well that I've created. But what I'm saying is that when I created Sell From Stage Academy, that's like my 5.0, right? And so when I go back to my 1.0, you know, I look back at it now and I'm thinking, oh man, that was pretty average, you know, creation and con- not, I mean, the content was okay, but it was like the quality of the actual experience wasn't that great. And now this is the thing is that's all I had access to. Like that was the money I had. That was the resources I had. That was the time I had. But if I didn't do the 1.0, I wouldn't be able to produce the 5.0 that we have right now. And I'm sure there's going to be another level, you know, whenever that comes out or however that looks. And so what I'm saying to you is don't hold back waiting to produce your 2.0, 
when you actually need to produce your 1.0. Produce your 1.0, make it good enough, make it great, but make it good enough, make it excellent, as excellent as you can and release it. And then that's going to evolve into your 2.0. So let go of perfection and embrace progress. That's the second key idea around increasing your confidence as a coach. And what's cool about that is that as you start producing better content and better results, then you end up start getting better feedback. And what's fascinating, even with social media, a lot of the time, you know, the first year of being consistent on social media or even podcasting or whatever it is, the first year is like finding your feet, getting feedback, what's resonating, what isn't resonating. It's like learning from your audience, learning from what you feel, what, learning from what the experience is, the results, the feedback, being curious, releasing your 1.0. You're finding your voice. You're finding your discovery. And it isn't until then that you can start to go to 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, etc. as you go on, right? So we talked about the first point, which is increasing your curiosity, seeing it as only feedback, not failure. The second point, which is all around releasing your 1.0, not expecting to release 2.0 before your 1.0. Now, the third big idea is, uh, and this is a bit more of a philosophy one, which is you need to create your future self. You can't expect to step into who you want to be as an individual, as a coach, as a speaker, as a leader, without consciously creating that. It's, there's very few people I know who, who randomly walk into a whole lot of success. And a lot of the time when you analyze and deconstruct what they did, they actually had a very kind of, maybe it was an unconscious process of them creating their future self, but it was also very deliberate in its essence. And so what I mean by creating your future self is having some of those practices in your life where you experience your future self. And one of the best things to create your future self for me is a, is a combination of visualization and journaling. Now, what I mean by journaling is, is creating affirmations, writing down statements of who you want to be in your future self and not not writing as I want to be, you write I am, like I am a market leader. I am, it's really fascinating. A little while ago, uh, I started writing out a statement which was I lead market leaders. I lead market leaders. Uh, and obviously, you know, I'm not gonna lead them in everything, but in my expertise, I was stating I lead market leaders. And do you know what was fascinating? After a little while, I started to have market leaders come to me or approach me or even hire me to uh, produce and help create their content for their presentations, their virtual events, their webinars. In fact, I've had the chance to coach like literally the biggest names in the world. And I'm not going to like go through all the names here, but it's like, like just recently I got to coach someone who ran one of the biggest virtual events in the world this year. And I was like pinching myself thinking, how cool is that? That in me deciding this statement of that I lead market leaders, I started creating that there's something beautiful, there's something elegant, effervescent about it that that happens when you start declaring that as an act of faith. And so one way to increase your confidence is to stop just relying on your past, your past experiences, what you were telling yourself, what was going on in your past, the challenges, et cetera. And start creating a future self. And so for me, every day, I've got a journal. I can see it right in front of me. It's at the front of my desk here. And every day I write down who I am, who I want to be in my future. 
uh, how I want to show up, what sort of house I want to live in, what sort of connection I want with, with my wife, Sarah, how I want to be with my kids. Like I literally write these things out. And as I'm doing this over and over again, I mean, there's actually a lot of science behind it that writing um, neurologically connects your brain and your belief systems. I don't type it out. I, I physically write it out. And then a lot of the time I'll do like a visualization. I'll do a meditation of me picturing myself being, walking, acting, feeling that future self. And the more you satiate yourself with your future self, the more you're going to act like it. The whole concept of be, do, have is built around this methodology, which is who do you want to be so that you can do the things you want to do consistently enough to have the things that you want to have in your life. And so if you want to have a successful business, you have to do certain things at a certain period of time and a certain consistency. But to do the certain things, you have to be a certain person. You have to act a certain way. It's like, it's like you know how some, you know, some people just end up in a certain situation and no matter what situation they end up in, they always end up figuring something out and creating great results. It's like maybe someone ran a business really successfully in one industry and they cross to another industry and they work out how to run a business successfully in another industry. And it's not necessarily that they were good at that industry. It's because who they were being, what they believed about themselves, their belief system, how they showed up, their standards, their philosophy, their, their core convictions led them to create a certain result. And so my question for you is, are you creating your future self? Are you consistently on a almost like a, I would encourage you a daily basis or every other day, you're spending time satiating yourself in your future self. Because if you aren't doing that, you're associating yourself with the past. And so this idea of creating a future self is a real leadership idea. And so we've talked about three big ideas around creating more confidence in you as an expert. And so for me, it has been viewing through the frame of all of what I create as feedback, not failure, increasing my curiosity in that space, releasing my 1.0, then releasing my 2.0, then releasing my 3.0, like going on that progress and learning along the way. And on a consistent basis, creating my future self, really stepping into that future self and creating that uh, and walking in that. And that's my that's my encouragement for you. Now, if you haven't had a chance yet, I really want to encourage you to uh, to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and uh, whether it be a star review or a written review, I read all of them. And if you found this valuable, I really appreciate it if you did share it on uh, social media or on your Instagrams. I'm always there. Love to hear what's been most valuable from today's session because that is a big fire for me to create more content for you. And so if you're enjoying this and you want this podcast to keep going, I really appreciate that fire in my belly when I see you guys share it, comment, uh, leave a review. It really, really is encouraging. So appreciate you all. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. Make sure you're subscribed as we release the next podcasts. Now, now guess what? We have got something really exciting coming up in the month of February we're going to be doing a social media month. Basically, it's a social media boot camp. And I want to help you to expand, grow, and create the platform on social media that you've always desired. And so I'm going to be bringing on a bunch of experts, people that I really look up to in their specific niches, uh, some real incredible experts, some really good friends of mine. And you know, I only bring you the best. And so you're going to be blown away. So, so make sure you look out for those as those drop in the month of February. And if you're listening to this, you know, a long time in the future, 
Go and check that out. The month of social media, social media bootcamp, month of February. And it's going to be awesome, awesome, awesome. Thanks, guys. Bless you all and uh, have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.